4: Prime Time Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Back on Prime Time Action, live from the Southbound Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. In fact, Wright State does advance pretty easily against uh, Bryant, and they're on their way to take on Kansas. In the excuse me, uh, era, it was a Kansas. Yeah, they're taking on. No, they're taking on Arizona. Pardon me, Kansas was last night. Taking on Arizona in the South Region. Round of 64, so good on them for getting it done. We'll update the scores coming up, but first let's talk some NFL draft with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, their lead draft analyst. Mike Renner, former former contestant on The Bachelorette. We always want to get that out there as well. How you doing, Mike?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
5: Mike, uh, let me ask you, so the number one pick in the draft, which is something, of course, that we can all bet on, uh, when the Jaguars franchise tagged Cam Johnson... The entire betting market shifted from the guards, Evan Neal, from Iki Iguanu, to everybody betting Aiden Hutchinson as sort of, you know, they already know that the Jaguars are going to pick Aiden Hutchinson. And I was I sort of pushed back on that. I was like, wait a minute, just because they franchise tagging Cam Robinson doesn't mean that. Then they go ahead, though, and sign Brandon Scherf. And at that point, I'm thinking, OK, well, maybe now they will go defensive lineman. Do you think it is a done deal that Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the first pick in the draft by the Jaguars?
4: I do, and I was not even buying the tackle height that was getting thrown around there. I know that they want to surround Trevor Lawrence with talent, but to me, just from evaluating all these top prospects, to me, this tackle class, it's very good, but they are projects. They they are projects more so than the guys we've seen in recent years, whether it's the Rashawn Slaters, Penny Sewell, uh, Tristan works two years ago, guys who hit the ground running and made an impact. To me, these guys are very physically talented, but if they're drafting Ikea Quanu, number one overall he wasn't going to be an upgrade in pass protection. Those guys to me reminded me more so of like an Andrew Thomas who could come in year one and struggle and have a steep learning curve. So that would be even more embarrassing if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar GM drafting guy number one overall to protect a quarterback and he can't do so. So to me, I think free agency was the route to do that. If you are going to improve the offensive line and just evaluating them a Hutchinson's since the guy who's going to hit the ground, running. to me, he reminds me of the Bosa brothers in terms of just how refined he is as a pass rusher, how many moves he has as disposal and just the kind of athlete he is to win off the edge. So I never really came off that train of Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall. And I think, like I said, it is probably a done deal at this point.
6: So you can, they did open up the number two pick market now, and this one's a little bit more interesting because I think that there are, you know, a a, a decent amount of ways that Detroit could go with that number two pick. Where do you see them going? And is there, and, and, Outside of where you actually see them going, what's kind of the pivot for a team like Detroit, maybe to one of these other guys that we might find with longer odds.
4: So it's an interesting position because they have two tackles. They have Taylor Decker. They have Penny Sewell, who they drafted top 10 last year. And they have three edge rushers. That, and they're that paying a lot of money. Romeo Acquara, they just re-signed Charles Harris. Julian Acquara, who played well last year in a limited role, is kind of a designated pass rusher in that defense. So they don't necessarily need like a Kayvon Thibodeau to me, the dark horse is them going quarterback. Everyone's kind of poo-pooed this quarterback class, but the guy who I wouldn't be surprised if he goes number two overall is Malik Willis. He has the physical tools to do so. He, I think Dan Orlovsky tweeted out the other day that he's basically Josh Allen, but six foot tall coming out. And that's not the most fair comparison. Malik Willis, uh, there's, they're still vastly different players, but to me, Malik Willis, At number two overall has some legs. If you think about Detroit and their long-term vision, not needing a quarterback for this year, you can play for the future. And if you're talking about the guy with the most upside quarterback position in this draft, it's going to be Malik Willis.
5: Wow. I'm surprised to hear this, Mike. So, so this sort of takes away the next question, which is odds to be the first quarterback drafted. You just painted a picture of the of the Alliance taking Malik Willis at two. And we do know then he, by the way, he's minus one seventy-five, the favorite in this category, uh, in this prop. We do know that teams justifiably, right, go quarterback crazy on the first round of the draft because you're nothing in this league without one. If it's not Malik Willis to the Lions at number two, is there a long shot that you think could could leapfrog him? Is is some team going to be enamored by someone else in what, as you said, is a conventionally thought of kind of mediocre quarterback class?
4: The, the only sort of other fit, the only way I could see some other quarterback leapfrogging Lake Willis, because what I was talking about, about the tools that Lake Willis brings to the table, the success of Josh Allen, the success of Josh Herbert or Justin Herbert, the success of these guys with big arms and mobility is going to sell teams on a guy like Malik Willis who has those four days. The only way I could see someone jumping them is if the Carolina Panthers want to go quarterback because you think of the Carolina Panthers brass, Matt rule. At head coach who wants to run the football and then Ben McAdoo as the offense coordinator who's not going to buy into Malik Willis in these tools so to me they would love Kenny Pickett and his game and what he brings to the table I think Ben McAdoo was there when they drafted Daniel Jones in New York which similarly sort of guy coming out in that draft so to me that's the only other team that I could see drafting a quarterback that isn't Malik Willis here towards the top of the draft and be the Carolina Panthers taking Kenny Pickett
6: so the Texans hold the three-pick. We also have that as a, as a bet that we can make. One, do you think they hold on to it? I mean, the Texans are so far away from being competitive at this point, especially they're going to get rid of Deshaun Watson and everything. So do they, do they hold on to this pick, in your opinion, anyway? And, and let's just assume that they do. Where do you see them going? Because they kind of need help just about
4: everywhere. I think they do hold on to it, and it might not be their choice. Like, you think about the top of this draft, there's a bunch of tackles, a bunch of edge rushers. And so, who's trading up for one of those guys when you could probably sit at number seven or wherever you are and get one yourself? So, I don't think anyone's going to want to trade up to number three overall. And so, sitting at number three with the guys on the board, I think the move for them is offensive tackle. They have failed to address that position. Now, they want Titus Howard to be that guy on the right side. They still may move on from Laramie Tunsell. They obviously just pushed his cap into the future and still is a candidate to be traded this offseason. So if he is traded, I think it's a no brainer that it's going to be someone like Evan Neal or Iki Aquana. So I think number three overall picks is going to be a tackle and probably one of those two.
5: Let me ask a non-specific question here in terms of betting props. But the the nature of this first round, the the top 10 of this, really the top 16 of this draft is a little different than more recent ones, because we have three teams that have two picks. Giants are five and seven. The Jets are at four and ten courtesy of the Jamal Adams trade at 10. The Eagles are 15 and 16, both through trades. And I'm just I'm curious, will this make for, in your opinion, a more frenzied first round? Do you think that these teams will be willing to wheel and deal a little more because they have two picks? Or do you think, in the case of teams as bereft as the Jets and Giants are, that they're just actually going to stand pat and draft football players?
4: I think it leads to more standing pad. And the fact that there's not really quarterbacks to move up for is also going to lead to more standing pad because the jets say, Oh, I miss out on X, Y, Z player pick number four. I can just get him at 10. You know, if I miss out on guy at five, the guy at, uh, or if I, there's a the guy I want at five um, and a guy I want at seven, you can wait on the guy for the giants. Like, I don't think there's going to be this urgency for those teams to move up. So I do think it's going to probably lead to fewer trades in this draft, especially towards the top.
6: So when we look at the number eight pick, the Falcons holding that, we know the dire situation they're in with pass catcher. Is there any way in the world they don't take a wide receiver with that number eight pick? And then if so, who's going to be the first wide receiver off the board in your opinion?
4: I think so. One, because Kyle Pitts, Himself is a glorified wide receiver. I mean, you have a guy. It's not like you have no one to throw to there for Matt Ryan. And two, because this is a deep wide receiver class. They'll be looking at a guy in the second round, and I believe they have two second round picks that is going to be a day one starter for them. That's how deep this wide receiver class goes. They could be getting a guy like George Pickens, who could be like a number one type of wide receiver next year, um, somewhere in the second round. So I think that. They could pass on it and it's because this edge class is so strong. If the Kavon Thibodeau Oregon edge defender slide is real, I don't think he makes a pass to the Falcons. They haven't had a guy like him in forever. They've been desperate for help along the defensive line outside of Grady Jarrett, and even Grady Jarrett's taking a step back. So as much as the wide receiver needs pressing, their defensive line need is even more pressing in my opinion, because they have no one up front there. So they just got ran on at will. So whether it's someone like Jordan Davis, someone like Jermaine Johnson Kayvon Thibodeau. I think defensive line is probably where they're all tacked because you think of the difference between guy kind of like Jordan Davis, that defensive tackle and where you're getting that defense tackle in the second round going to be way bigger than maybe a Drake London and a George Pickens.
5: All right, we have uh, actual draft position props for a number of the top prospects. Not sure if you can see this on your screen, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll read them off. Oh, you do see them. Okay. Uh, For Maiden Hutchinson, which we already talked about, makes sense that the under's minus 400 because we just talked about it being the first pick of the draft at minus 400. But you see the other uh, guys, including those two offensive linemen we talked about there, Evan Neal, Icky Iquanu, also Charles Cross, speaking of offensive linemen there. Is there a, a player in a number there, a draft position number, that you believe is playable? bettable.
4: I like that Evan Neal under three and a half. I just think he is the rare type of physical talent that's going to sell teams on that. Now he hasn't had his pro day yet, but he's supposed to blow it up. And if you've stood next to this guy or look at this guy, it's six foot seven, 335 pounds. There's not a lot of fat on this guy. I mean, he looks like a tight end in his build with the way he holds it. And I think with the career at Alabama, with the the pedigree that he has, whether it's Lions, whether it's the Texans, one of them is going to draft an offensive lineman, I believe, and I'd be hard-pressed to seeing Ike Aquano as good as he is at offensive tackle, jumping a guy like Evan Neal, and sort of the how good you feel about him as a prospect, considering, like I said, all the physical tools and where he played at and the competition he played against.
6: Mike, we've only got about 30 seconds here. We know one of the props that's going to get listed is how many quarterbacks go in the first round. You think Willis goes? I think most people think Willis goes. Most people think Pickett goes. How many other quarterbacks pass that?
4: I just got a mock draft out today that I put one more quarterback in the first round, and it's because I think by draft day, you'll see a lot of these teams get one. Like The quarterbacks sort of disperse around the NFL to where there's not a need for a lot of teams. So I think three is the number I've come to that I think go in the first round?
5: Three and a half is where that number is set Typically, right now.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: Watch someone trade in at thirty-two with a fourth quarterback. <laughs> Mike, appreciate it as always, man. Uh, we'll talk again before the draft, I'm sure.
4: For sure, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks so going.
5: much, Mike Renner, lead NFL draft and, uh, analyst over there, Pro Football Focus. Coming back, among other things, where will where will rather Carlos Correa end up next? You can bet on that. We'll look at it. It's me since
0: primetime action.
4: with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Compete free this March with the Whiskey and Win Series presented by Jack Daniels. Play an eight free contest for your shot at a share of $24,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JackDaniels now to join the action. Jack Daniels, make it count, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink. Responsibly, you guys want to do the little MVP watch tonight. Embiid and Jokic both in action. Embiid with thirty-three and seventeen tonight. It's his birthday too. Well, he's hooking it up: thirty-three points, seventeen boards for uh, Joel Embiid. And then uh, Nikola Jokic. By the way, Philadelphia up on Cleveland by three, uh, by one. Pardon me, one hundred seven, one hundred six with one thirty left. Philadelphia with the basketball. And then uh, Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets tonight. They are routing. The Wizards with 350 left, they're up 17, 118 to 101. And Jokic, two assists shy of a triple double,
7: 29, 13, and 8. I like so that. both of them showing out,
5: as the kids say.
7: Cru- Cruise Nuggets, because I don't think I'm getting my James Harden prop home. He's uh, only got 17 points tonight on five of 12 shooting.
5: Tyrese Maxey with a big three to put the Sixers up four. Now with 111 left in Cleveland. By the way, did you, uh, the uh, Mike Renner segment that we just did, man? Mm -hmm. Malik Willis to Detroit at two. You think that's truly possible?
6: I mean, it's one of those, so I heard, So it all depends on, I guess, where these dominoes fall over the next few days, right? Because one of the things I heard was if, for whatever reason, Deshaun Watson landed in Cleveland, that, Detroit might be a good spot for Baker Mayfield. Ugh. And so, it all like, there's all these different <laughs> – Everybody's it, waiting for Deshaun. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that is going to be – that is really going to be where we're kind of focused for the next couple of days is where does he end up? Because, one, I think that will be some dominoes from a wide receiver perspective. Apparently, there's a few of those guys who want to at least figure out where he's going before they make their decisions. And then we'll have another – we'll have a domino effect as to wherever wherever he ends up. Where would you like to see him end up? Deshaun. Well, I put in future bets on the Panthers, so I would love you for would him love to, to do yeah, end up with the Panthers. But I mean, you know, I guess as a Saints fan, I, I would. It, it would be nice to have him as a. By the way, that was something I meant to mention at the top of the show. This might. This could definitely be people just speculating. Mm-hmm. The Saints Super Bowl odds fell to twenty-five to one today. Well, boy, because of the Deshaun rumor. I mean, gotta be for whatever reason. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but it. It's got to be people speculating, but...
7: It's the guy who made the Tom Brady bets. Yeah. <laughs> John, Johnny Avella, where you at? What's going on?
6: But I thought that was at least interesting.
5: Johnny Avella could also settle for us our raging pickleball, paddleball debate we had before oh, the show. tennis. I'm sorry, paddle tennis yeah. versus pickleball debate we had.
6: Yeah. Paddle tennis is
7: P-A-D-E-L for whatever reason. I believe that uh, I believe that Johnny plays, right? He plays pickleball. Yeah. He so plays
5: pickleball. He says he plays pickleball. So if Johnny plays pickleball with a tennis ball, then Matt is incorrect. But if he plays with a wiffle ball I
7: mean it would be the well, it would be Matt He would, Matt and he would the be internet. not playing
6: pickleball because pickleball is <laughs> oh, so, with the pickleball. Oh, so he would be incorrect. <laughs> yes. Right. So like
7: see, it. I, yeah. it might just be us everybody calling it differently. Matt yeah, Matt yeah. and the internet are aligned, so are. that's Well, okay. That is something.
6: Yeah, that is something. The internet, I, internet usually. Wins. I, this is this is how confident I am. Uh oh. I will take any dollar figure wager that anybody the, wants to put the on the internet is aligned with you. What, what, <laughs> how else are we supposed because, to? Because like, I went to the store today and, of and bought pickleballs. Like I know exactly what, what they are. <laughs> Mad versus the world, everybody. Yes. There it is. <laughs> there it is again. There it is. There it is. Wow, what a fight. Oh, do I have a? Do I have one of those tribal tattoos on that? On that? Oh, you know, yes, you got, we, we you. don't even know what UFC I, is I, I, or, th- I think you got you one of them, the boxer, one of them barbed up.
5: wire tattoos I I have
6: a, Look at that. I've got a i have got got a tribal tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Did your wife know about that? I mean, <laughs> every every look at that. Tribal
5: honey, tribal tattoo. Honey, there's something I have been meaning to tell you. <laughs> so, um from yeah, a, yeah, I mean, from I, a football I, perspective, let's say you didn't have your Panthers bed. Wouldn't Deshaun what would, if Deshaun went does go to Cleveland, much to Baker, Reagan, Mayfield's chagrin? Does that make them an instant contender? No, because of that division they play in.
6: It's so stacked. Yeah, it like th- that's why I'm like I wouldn't pick the Browns for him. If like if I'm just from a pure. Fear- Pure football fan perspective. I'd like to see him go. I would like to see him either go to New Orleans or Carolina or something like that. You got Tom Brady there now. Yeah. Well, for another, if he plays after this year, right? I mean,
5: come on. He did say forty-five, which would be this year.
6: And also, doesn't that become then
7: the whole you know the AFC South last year? His Mariners bet. It's like, well, it's still at least like it's like two teams. Like, are we? Because whichever, which if he picks Saints or Panthers. Kind of feels like the other one doesn't matter very much, and the Falcons aren't going to be very good. Falcons being the
6: other team that has been noted. Or yeah, I mean, I mean, Falcons. It seems at this point aren't going to be. I good.
7: mean, I'd much rather play in that. No matter any of those three teams, no matter which one you choose, than the AFC North. Plus, it's it's pretty cold in Cleveland. I don't. Know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess around with that.
6: Southern kid, to Sean Watson. That's yeah, actually, I mean, so. played in a dome. In, it's not. In, it's in, not a terrible in comment, Houston. Yeah, that's not a. You know, you're right. Not not a terrible point there. Not all. a terrible point, Kelly. If it was
7: Kelly Bidlin who was, uh, you know, in the unfree agency yeah. picking spots, it yeah. would be Atlanta immediately. Air conditioning <laughs> inside, let's go.
5: <laughs> we used to do that when I, was, when I was growing up. We were always like, if you were drafted, where would you want to get drafted? We were always
6: like, Miami. Yeah, I mean, Al Pitt's just like over under 2,900 yards because he's the only guy to throw to. Yeah, He's going to have a 3,000-yard receiving season. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> like, man. It's, it's just Deshaun DeP- to pits every you, you single. Can you can do
7: some fun things with that offense. So you could be like tight end option plays and mm-hmm. stuff with how fast he is and Deshaun. I don't know. That could be. That could you said it last night. The cupboard is bare. The cupboard is yeah. bare for sure. Wait, the we band. read off that wide receiver list last night, and we it was only like, recognized one of them. Yeah, we only recognized one of them. The rest sort of, of, of.
5: The, the rest of them were fake people.
7: Who, by the way, is a restricted free agent.
6: So oh, is he? You don't even know if he's going to be back. Hmm. Yeah, I. I still think Carolina would be the most desirable place for him when you, I mean, you've got two good receivers for, that you know of. You know, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are good. Terrace Marshall might be good. We don't know. We don't know. We'll see. And you got McCaffrey and uh, you got a pretty good defense. Like, I think that they could, I think that they could win, but you know. Lakers
7: down 21 at the half in Minnesota. Are you serious? Yep, 67-46.
5: to They were down 21 at the end of the first quarter to the Raptors the other night, down 21 to the T-Wolves. You mentioned it earlier. I've said it many times on uh, on a numbers game, which is, boy, the Lakers are completely lucky that the Blazers are not trying.
7: Uh, I get this from Isaiah downstairs. Third straight game the Lakers have trailed by 25 or more points.
5: It is just an embarrassment. And, and JVT might be right. The Blazers, who are currently in the 11th seed, might not be the team in the rear view. It might be the Spurs. It's, like no, he's
7: absolutely right. Yeah. The, the Blazers are in full tank mode. They can't even. Yeah. The lineup they're throwing out there every night. Right. It's Anthony Simons got hurt. It's nobody. I mean, it's Justice Winslow, Josh Hart, and a bunch of dudes you've never even heard of. I, I mean, it's, it's
6: silly what they're rolling on. LeBron with a night. rough night, 3 of 12 at the half Good for him. God, are they bad rough, rough night for him.
5: So if the if the play-in games... <laughs> let's do this. So let's say they assume, right? Because they, they're still two and a half up on the Blazers, so it doesn't matter how bad they're playing. The Blazers still might not catch them. So if you did the whole... um You know, if the play in games were to start tonight, and remember how this works seven plays eight, winner is the seven seed, nine plays ten, the winner of that will play the loser of the seven eight game to determine who the eight seed is. So right now, the Lakers would play the Pelicans in a nine ten game. Right now, it'd be
7: at L.A. You got Anthony, sorry, real quick. Anthony Edwards with 24 points in that first half. Some of these Timberwolves guys have big games recently.
5: Is Zion's return imminent?
7: Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's no, It's definitely not imminent. Yeah, I could answer that. No, it is not imminent.
5: I mean, by this play-in game, would it be? Imminent? I
7: would. I would say it is uh, minus one thousand. He will not be playing oh, in the okay. t- in the play-in game. All right.
5: So maybe they win that game. Although C.J. McCollum could have like forty.
7: C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. You yeah. got. I mean, it's. They've been playing a lot better since uh, McCollum's got there. Brandon Ingram
6: kind of having that freedom this year. When they're all in there they have been really – actually, the offense has been really good. They're very good. good. They're very good. Like, they have to outscore their opponents because the defense isn't all that great. But, like, the offense has been really good. Anyway, even if the Lakers were to win that, then
5: they'd have to play the loser of the Timberwolves Clippers. They're not getting out of the play-in, man.
6: Yeah, they are. Pelicans would be a
7: a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite in that game, I would guess. Pelicans would be? Yes. At L.A.? Oh, at L.A.? No, they wouldn't. No, wouldn't they be the? Wouldn't the Lakers be the ten seed? Not oh, no, no, Not, not right now. You're saying as of tonight. You're right. As okay. of tonight. So yeah, I would say it's about pick them or the the Pelicans are small favorite. But even if the Lakers win that, they are a total dog in the next game. Absolutely.
5: Yeah, They're, they they would they are a dog to get into the playoffs.
7: It will be Timberwolves Clippers.
5: I, like I think that top eight's yeah. pretty set. Think about that. The Lakers are a dog to get into the playoffs. LeBron James Anthony Davis. Carmelo, All the hype before the season. Russell Westbrook, of course. I never
7: thought it would work. I, the one I, uh, I got that one right, man. They're old. What I'll keep saying, the old man. Team, They old. What I'll keep saying, if Malik Monk and Austin Reeves weren't there, oh. oh my gosh, this team would be so much worse. So bad.
5: Well, Carlos Correa is still out there in Major League Baseball. His Major League Baseball free agency uh still in full effect. Still don't know where Freddie Freeman is going to land. But you can bet on where Carlos Correa will. That'll be interesting. We'll take a look at that prop and more. It's v Primetime Action.
4: You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Order it now on the KFC app. Hmm, always makes you hungry. Kelly, uh, not gonna win that one.
7: Isaiah, when you're ready, I'll take your favorite winner and your favorite loser video. (sighs) Nuggets get home. James Harden does not. We have a
5: winner video. We have a loser video.
7: James Harden, 10 for 12 from the free throw line, but from the field, 5 for 12. What did you need? What was your prop? 24 and a half. He ended up with? Yeah, 21. I don't even know how much that came in the fourth quarter. Like, a lot of it. (laughs) Loser, James Harden. Whoever came up with that?
5: The boop boop doo Good going now.
7: Oh, oh, my favorite winner,
5: oh, video. Man. There you go. It's a young Kelly Bidlin, everybody. Oh, I wish I, I, no, I wish I had those skills. Well, that's Wes Reynolds, You said at oh, the Indiana Fair. It looks, it's actually looks like a young Isaiah Wrinkle, doesn't it? Yeah, More it, does. Than anything. <laughs> it
7: does. It really does.
5: Okay. Uh, you made a good point off-air, Matt, which you tend to do sometimes, which was that uh, if you have the Nikola Jokic MVP ticket, which you do. Which I do. Which Kelly does. It's one of these nights where Jokic is two assists shy of a triple double, and it's a it's a meaty triple double it would have been right, not just a uh, you know a barely get there one. Uh, he ends up with, and I want to just get this right here for uh, Nikola Jokic, but he ends up with a two assists shy of the triple double. But because the Nuggets just roll to victory over the Wizards. <sighs> and he play, you know he got this he got this great gaudy yeah. stat line. I, I mean it's a monster game anyway. Right. In 26 minutes <laughs> he went 29 13 and 8. By the way, add two blocks and a excuse me, two steals and a block. But like you said, so so he, his game gets stifled because they crush them. He still has a monster game and it's 26 minutes yeah. which if people are paying attention should give him a boost up. Right. But most people, this will just get washed yep. away. Right? It'll
6: just be, it'll just be oh, look at it, blended into the stats. Right. Right. blended yeah, just, into the stats where, if he plays a full complement of minutes, he has a thirty-plus point triple-double. Yeah, right. But he plays twenty-six minutes, it's, and instead, Boogie plays twenty tonight, gets fourteen points and five boards. But Bo- Boogie getting twenty minutes. Yeah, it's also one of those like
7: I don't, you know, you don't know how you hope some of these NBA writers look into the maybe deep, hope. deeper analytics, you know, because the, the problem is, is you're in statistically in the NBA, it's points per game, right? And that's where that's going to hurt that, right? But, you know, with so much of what we do when we're handicapping NBA, it's point per 100 possession or points per 36 possessions or whatever, well, you know. There
6: will be a side-by-side tonight on one of the post-game shows. We'll, we'll not give between, it context. Between him and Embiid yep. is going to show – Thirty five seventeen yep. and five for, for Embiid, Embiid who played nine more minutes. Yeah. Nearly an entire quarter more than than Jokic did in the game. And and it's yeah, it's just, you know, it's that that type of stuff, the narratives. You're handicapping
5: the, the, humans. Yeah. That's the problem with yeah. these awards. Yeah. yeah. Where will Carlos Correa play next in major league baseball? Uh, Who was played all his career with the Astros to this point? Astros and the Yankees are the co short shots at two to one. If he was gonna go to the Yankees, wouldn't he have gone there already?
6: Uh, I or re-signed with the Astros, right? Like, right.
5: wouldn't uh, that have just been a I would think. Mariners plus four fifty, Cardinals six to one, Angels plus six fifty, Philly sixteen to one. This is courtesy of points, bet. I will be honest with you. I have no idea how's that for analysis? Yeah. It sounded like you guys don't like the short shots though, so Well, that much I, I think. Because I'm just
7: like, I, why wouldn't he have, well, what's he waiting for? Is this one of those situations where, I really? I know I've gone down this rabbit hole multiple times tonight, but we've we talked about this AL West. So if you're like the Angels of the Mariners, should you be going really hard after, after him, after guys, you know, these top-level free agents just because...
5: Dude, any team should be going after him. By the way, there's some teams that are not posted here. Like this the, was
7: all they posted.
5: Really? Yeah, I found that interesting. So that's the thing, right? Like... The, the Orioles were in the conversation. I mean, what happens if you bet these others and the Orioles went out? It mean, wasn't I, even I a choice. I can assume
7: it's just you, your bet canceled money back. But
5: uh, I don't know. One would hope.
7: This right? is where Vinny always says you have to put a field bet.
5: That's right. He's right.
7: Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of these you see, well, there'll be there'll be double digit options at least. Yeah. But no, you're
6: right. This is this was all they had posted. Heyman, uh John Heyman did put out that the the aster. It seemed as if. The Astros and Carlos Correa had kind of decided to go their separate ways, but apparently a bunch of the Astros players are lobbying to get him back. A twist. Yes. A twist in the story. Maybe some influential Mm. players have gone to management and said, uh, get it done. So maybe that's why they're still such a short shot.
5: I mean, he's a huge cog in that Astros wheel, Mm -hmm. needless to say. He sticks around. They're as big a contender as they always were.
6: Another know? interesting report that I got today that came across, and you know, listen, everyone's just reporting everything on us, but that that Freddie Freeman might have uh, might have overplayed his hand a little bit. Oh, that maybe he thought that he was worth a little bit more than than he's actually getting offered.
5: Well, I heard Brian Cashman come out and say, "Well, he clearly doesn't want to play with us." So, so that was uh, yeah, that was interesting. You don't usually hear that. But that's another one. Well, I, I thought one night he was he was a Blue Jay, for goodness sake, mm-hmm. and then apparently he wasn't. I thought before that he's clearly a Dodger. I've sort of come back to the Dodger thinking for Freddie Freeman.
7: Yeah, I, I just find it odd with any of these players in any of these sports that we talk about that before you're on an actual new team, you do the farewell to the fans and everything in the old city. Like I know, I know most Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's okay. I'm not coming back there. But I mean, like Matt's talking about, it's like there's things like. Or, or Negotiations B- break down all the time, and your that team clearly loved you for long enough. You never know what could happen.
5: Or your Baker, Reagan, Mayfield, and you say goodbye while you're still on the team.
7: I think I mean like that, right? Like that is like, well, why? Just wait a little bit.
5: So, guys, it's been fun. I love you, Cleveland. You're still our quarterback,
7: like, what, what, like, especially him. Why? Put that out there just so you can get your commercials canceled quicker. Like, you, uh-huh. so you don't pick up checks from that. Yeah, you know, when he's in the Brown Stadium and those? like
5: I don't know. I mean, it's a really truncated baseball-free agency, as everything is with baseball. Spring training, by the way, the exhibition games, or we don't call it that, I anymore. Mean, Cactus League and Grapefruit League games start tomorrow. So you could bet on baseball preseason for those who are into that kind of thing. I'm not. I used to love it. Did you really? You used well, to bet that stuff? Yeah, because
7: I was covering it. So I'd get to, I'd get down there early, get to the clubhouse, and see what the, the uh, right as the lineup would get posted outside. Beat the market to you know beat the market on whatever because you know you know how, how long, guys play. They'll find play out the,
5: how long the pitchers are going exactly, for. Exactly,
7: yeah, that kind of stuff. See if uh, I used to love that. See
5: if Trevor Bauer's going to pitch with his eyes closed,
7: <laughs> or like you know like yeah. the big time bats like they'll play every once in a while, right? So it's like, oh, this is a game where Stanton's playing hammer.
5: Hey man, you know I'm not uh, short of opinions on props, but I have no I have no opinion on this, none whatsoever.
6: Uh, none, especially yeah. if we're we're talking about now. We're getting into maybe a team didn't want him, but the players are like, "Well, you better go get him. You better keep him." <laughs> like,
7: yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I thought he I thought he was I, I thought
5: the Astros and the Yankees were not choices here, but you, what you're telling me, maybe the Astros are again. So we'll see where Carlos Correa. Certainly the uh, I I think he's probably the biggest prize. Him and Freddie Freeman for sure, the two biggest prizes left out there. In Major League Baseball.
6: $26 million a year for
5: Chris Bryant. <laughs> baseball economics? Because we were just tripping off the fact that mm-hmm. Zay Jones got $10 million yeah. right a year. But these guys in baseball, whew, $26 million a year.
6: And listen, Chris Bryant is a fine player. He's a fine dude, player. Dude, yes, he's a fine player. Do not get me wrong. But $26 million. But he's kind of just, like, a really but good player. Like, Devontae Adams is, like, right. the best, like, one yeah. of the top three receivers there is in the NFL, and his franchise tag's, like, 25 million, whatever, and so, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy.
5: Yeah, baseball's a great, but yeah, teach your kid to be, what do you all say, teach him to be tall? I say teach him to be tall. Or teach him to be a baseball player. Yeah. Rutgers-Notre Dame, by the way, has tipped off the final first four in-game. Uh, Rutgers and Rutgers-Notre Dame, a lot of people feel... That Notre Dame is one of the worst teams in this whole affair. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of love for Rutgers in this particular matchup. And a lot of people sort of saying again, anecdotally in terms of what you've heard since election Sunday till now, a lot of folks saying that if Notre Dame were to advance past Rutgers, they're a serious fade when it comes to their round of sixty four game against Alabama, the number six seed in the Western region, but that if it is the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, that maybe they're alive against Alabama. Because Alabama has three-point shooting issues. They're terrible from behind the arc. So while we talk about who are potential giant killers, the flip side of that is what teams are the most vulnerable to giant carnage, and Alabama might be one of those. So we'll see. Two to nothing Rutgers, very early stages of this ballgame. Earlier, Wright State completely crushed Bryant, to earn the right to take on Arizona in a 116 game, March Madness
7: begins in earnest tomorrow. We'll go over your futures next segment. But any bets, any game bets so far from the three of us? I got zero. I uh, I
5: I don't have it in my account yet. The answer is none right now. But I think I might grab Providence. You but you have been talking that one all week. Yeah, yep. I think usually I think the conven- the the sort of in vogue group think has gone a little too far. It's I'm South with Dakota you State. on
7: that. Yeah,
5: um, but I'm all I'm concerned about is my survivor picks, man. It's all I'm about. Cannot wait. Get your survivor and your pools in by uh, game time tomorrow morning. Tournament starts at 9:15 a.m. Pacific, 12:15 Eastern. Coming
0: back on primetime action.
4: with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on vSEN, the sports betting network.
5: Get everything you need to Bet the Madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Heumann, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th. For only $19 at vCN.com slash madness. Are you not pumped for the madness tomorrow? Pumped. I don't believe you.
6: I'm pumped. I'm pumped. pumped that maybe we're not that we're not getting fake spring number three. More, I'm more pumped about that. No, 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 we're we're clear. We're like, this I'm is more
5: spring. I'm more pumped about that. We're clear. There's no cold weather coming anymore.
7: I'll be pumped by the time we roll in here tomorrow. I'll I'll be pumped.
6: You guys are something else, man. <laughs> Whew. I feel that bracket though As you wow. said that The high Sunday is 65 here Oh you don't like that That's too low for you That's way too low Fake spring <laughs> Way too low <laughs> I wish I was so rich That I could just smash that phone Whenever I did Like something And then just get a, Just have another phone Ready to go Yes. We all like, have ambitions. I just look and I just look and like <laughs> sixty-five degrees on Sunday. Smash the phone
7: and then just pull out
5: another phone. Insufferable Matt Brown That'd smashing phones at every
7: <laughs> at every corner. Yeah, but you can do that at different levels. I, I remember a few years ago, I, I uh, maybe had a few drinks in me and was so tired of get of losing socks. You know what I mean? You try to find matching socks and you can never find the matching. Just went online and ordered like a hundred pairs of socks. I was like, I'm never washing socks again. I'm just going to order a hundred pairs. I did. Um, <laughs>
6: Like a car- little, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing to say now. <laughs> I have so you, many socks. Now. <laughs> now, now that I'm older and you just, like, look back on, the, on ridiculous behavior. So when I was oh playing online God. poker for, you know, basically for, for a living or whatever, uh, Kelly, you know how frustrating it can be sometimes when things, like, don't go your way. So I did have a – I did have, like, a, a, a pool of about 10 mice. Oh yeah. So I could just smash oh, a mouse, Yeah. <laughs> like like, so, like computer like, mice. Yeah, yes. because I didn't want to break a computer because right. that's too expensive. Right. right. So, but I did have like a I could just smash a mouse.
7: <laughs> I would say every pl- every place that I've lived in in the past fifteen years, there is some mark on my wall, and some and some have had to be painted over. But like there's, <laughs> there's one in my place right now where people are like, what happened there? And I'm like. Chucked a remote at it like t- a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But you know, like, that's my always. It's like something happens in a game and it's like instant reaction But bo- and then right after you do it, you're like crap, like I've got to worry about that mark on the wall. I gotta figure out how to get a new remote. Like nope. just getting a new TV remote's not easy. Can we go back to the socks thing?
5: Did sure, you yeah, what's did up? you really do that? Swear sure to God. You're like Carl Lagerfeld. Do you know who that is? No, the fashion no. No designer? No idea. Oh yeah, like famous fashion but it, designer. It, it just annoyed Never me. Never wore the same pairs of socks twice.
7: Yeah, I mean, like I do, but it like I don't have to do like when I do sock laundry, Gil, it's just socks. You know what I mean? Like it is massive, just a massive load of all socks.
5: Wait a minute. When you do socks, it's only socks.
7: It's only socks because I I just I'll put them in the hamper and I don't I'll, I'll do so, I'll do laundry with socks like now, every that's impressive. three months. Now.
6: Wow. I have a lot of pair of socks. I have a lot of pair of underwear, but I, I not enough to only to have a just an underwear sock. <laughs> Kelly, right. you do just sock loads. Yeah, just j- socks. J- just just socks. Loads of laundry that's just socks.
7: Because that, Cause is, it, cause it's that been, is spectacular. Because it's been four months since I did it last time. Oh, because you because of your purchase. Right, because so I bought brought... so many. Yeah. So
5: where do so do the do the do the dirty socks linger oh, in the washer? The hamper just stacks up.
0: Like the hamper's
7: just that all is socks
5: disgusting.
0: sometimes. So you're <laughs> it must do
6: you it's got a smell, right? That's horrible. Oh, no, not bad. No, it's not, not bad. Not bad. Well, wait, Okay, let me read. Anyway, ladies, you can find him on Bumble. That's right. <laughs> like, swipe, swipe right. Kelly Bidlin, yeah. what a yeah. catch. That's swipe right. That should be in your profile, owns a hundred pair of socks. <laughs>
7: that's right. That, that, that,
6: that's an attractive that's a good one. one right there. Like, You might get a few swipes see, because I of see that. I see your
7: concerns. You're right. You're right. Let me backtrack on one thing. Okay. If I go and play basketball or workout or something, yes, those socks go in the laundry right away. You're going playing? when are you You hooping? When are you hooping? I I go hoop hoop right outside the building, man. Half court. Come over. Outside of your building? Yeah. Oh, let's let's hook that up. Right up the street. Look at you.
5: I haven't popped an Achilles in at least two years. Yeah, you're ready to go, Gil. on. I'm ready ready to go. Come on. on. Ready to go. I like this. This was revealing. This was this this on the rundown?
7: Because this this should was not on the rundown. No. This was a revealing segment. This was was like this was like three years ago. I was like buying a ton of them. Never worrying about this again. Have you contacted the people at like Guinness? Do they put
5: out a world like that? Is the most amount of socks? Uh, that's incredible. Forty pair. Tremendous.
7: I don't remember what I bought actually, but yeah, if you saw if you saw the drawer at home. Kelly, Midland, Midland, everybody.
5: Celt- Celtics at Warriors, Bucks at Kings, and Raptors at
7: Clippers. Still, Ooh, I got nine. bets. Oh. A refresh. I do, I do have bets. I have bets on the Celtics and the Clippers, although I don't like the news that came out on the Clippers game. I will not be adding to my bet there. I still like it, but I will not be adding to it. I was hoping that Fred Van Vliet would not go, but he is a go tonight for the Raptors as well as Gary Trent Jr. No OG Nobby. I know JVT had brought him up earlier, but he was ruled out earlier today. Uh, so Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet will be in the lineup for Toronto. Still, though, yeah, this is the I mean, ending, ending a long West Coast road trip for them. A lot of travel that's been going on, have been in LA for the co- past couple days, which helps. Uh, but the Clippers, the past last game, they did not have Marcus Morris, did not have Reggie Jackson, did not have Bob Covington. All those guys will be back. Love that I just called him Bob Covington, I think, for the first time ever, even though Matt does every <laughs> single time. I don't know why I just did, but apparently that's caught on. So all three of those guys will be back. These two teams really, over, over the past couple weeks, about the same in net rating, uh, both playing very good defensive ball, not good on the offensive side, so I'm I would I would look at the under too. i I'm seeing 215 and a half at MG, MGM here in town. Might end up being a bet for me on the under as well. But uh, I took him at a pick'em. You can get plus one and a half, plus two right now. I would still play it. I think I don't think they should be catching uh, points at home against this Raptors team. Uh much like JVT said, you know, he's on that bet as well tonight. And then the Celtics and Warriors. This is uh this is a much smaller bet for me. I am on the Celtics. I just played the money line. Uh Draymond coming back. I think this team is completely different with Draymond. Draymond in the lineup, like you were talking a bit about last night, Gil, uh, just a very different team when Draymond's in there. And, yeah, and it's, totally, you know, the offense now kind of runs through him when he's really handling those point duties one of the defensive player of the year candidates and rightfully so. Uh, This team is different when he's there. They finally have him, Clay, and Steph all in the lineup. No Andrew Wiggins for them tonight. Um, You know, not not, not mattering as much as he did at the beginning of the year, but still. Uh, No him, no no Gary Payton, no Andre Godal, who have been out for a while. If you guys missed the news today, James Wiseman has been recalled from the G League up to the Warriors, so you expect to see him back in the lineup soon, but not tonight. Um, So, going up against the Clip uh, Celtics tonight. Celtics been the hottest team, the hottest team in basketball oh, since January
6: first. Was that news you said with the Clippers you didn't like? Uh, that Fred VanVleet and is going, and Gary Harris is going. Uh, okay, because that because that when we had JBT on, they had moved to two point favorites, and so that has moved four four or and a half points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's moved back the other direction now. Yeah, I got them at Pick'em. It's been
7: in that most of the afternoon, it's been in that Pick'em to Clippers 1-2 range. And then, yes, that those guys just both got announced in, so they'll be going.
6: Nuggets so, beat the Wizards 127-109. They cover the 6.5 that that thing went off at. The Sixers and the Cavs, Sixers get it done 118-114. to 114. That pushes the closing number of four Hawks and Hornets. Hornets get it done 116 to 106. They easily cover the 1 that they were favored in that one and then the Blazers and the Knicks, the Knicks 128-98 winners. 30 point winners over the Blazers and they cover the 13 that they go off at mm. as favorites.
5: Kelly, you said you want to throw my futures up there? Let's throw. Yeah, them since your college basketball Let's futures. Up here. Oh, college basketball futures. We
6: have uh yeah, just went over your MLB. Just
5: three. he went over the MLB. The three, I think we threw them up there at one point. I just made three uh, Arizona to win it all, Kentucky to win it all. I do believe uh, in my brackets, I have I not do believe I do have them meeting in the championship in my brackets, but I got Arizona six to one, Kentucky eight to one. You may be able to find better numbers than those. And I do have Memphis to win the West region. I went crazy on that one 33 to one. Yes, they would play Gonzaga in. The round of 32, I actually think that's going to be an awesome basketball game where Memphis will give them a run for their money. So that's why I took a flyer on that. Uh, Indian Wells, we hit on uh, Dimitrov uh, today. We had uh, two winners yesterday, so a little nice little roll here we on. And I still have my preflop futures. They're looking pretty, pretty good. Rafa Nadal is headed to the quarterfinals to take on Nick Kyrgios, who uh, got through by withdrawal on Yannick Sinner's part today. Nadal got by... Uh, Riley Opelka today in straight sets. Had him preflop plus 275. Have no reason to fear when Rafa is your bet. Uh, could could he get upset? Sure. But it's Rafa. So I love my plus 275. And then Iga. Iga is trying to advance to the semifinals. She's up a set and two breaks on Maddie Keys in the second set. Got Iga at plus 750. I banged that four times before the tournament. Also hit it at plus 480. She is on the cusp of being in the semis over there at Indian Wells. Hope everybody uh, on a numbers game anyway, at least. And I think on this show, we talked about it on this show, too, on Primetime Action, Jump aboard the EGA train.
6: We have done all we could do. Mavs have come all the way back against the Nets here, outscoring them 25-11 to 11 in the fourth quarter. They're now up two Ooh,
5: on the Nets. Just under three minutes to play in that one. Nightcap is next. Tim Murray, Sean King from Circa. Enjoy! And good luck with all your bets the rest of the way from Visa, the Sports Betting
0: Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.